Okay, so we've got Jan's mug, which is a white mug with a child's drawing. Um, we've got a broken hand mirror, a glove opener, a button hook. My name's Siobhan McAleer, and I am the curator for the Depository of the Dull. Tell me about the Depository of the Dull. What a fascinating title for a project. Thanks. The Depository of the Dull was a, was made as a virtual museum in lockdown last year, where I invited people to tell us about some everyday objects that they had been looking at while they'd been locked in the houses. And we called it the Depository of the Dull. It's kind of um, a play on words or a joke, I guess. The thing is, is that everything is supposed to kind of look as though it's not very interesting, but then has a really interesting story that goes along with it. So we were describing it to people as if somebody was to come into your house and clear your house, what would they throw away that you'd then say, why did you throw that away? And then we got loads of different stories from people and we made a virtual gallery of those objects. So for this project, this part of the Depository of the Dull, I'm working with Newcastle Common, which is Appetite's current project in Newcastle, and alongside the Brampton. And what we're doing is asking people to bring objects that are their everyday objects from their lives associated in some way, if possible, with Newcastle. There's a snow globe. Um, we've got some photos from the Guild Hall, a porringer. There's a VW camper van. I've got a little yellow jelly man, um, a doll. I've got a copper ring. A what sort of items are people bringing in then? Well, loads of different things. People have brought us stuff from their personal life, from their childhood, their working life. Um, and we found a couple of things along the way as well. So one of the first things was we were working in 23 High Street, which is just opposite the War Memorial in Newcastle, which is one of the Newcastle common shops. And we found in there a wallet. And inside the wallet, there is a newspaper cutting and a snooker club membership card and three photographs, one of which is signed on the back to say the likeness is certified true likeness of Mr. John Brayford, and it's signed by three different people. And so I've written a little story to go with it, and it says, this wallet and its contents have been missing for 36 years. It was found in a cache of stuff at the shop 23 High Street in Newcastle under Lyme, which was once Mike Lloyd Music. All of the stuff, posters, gig tickets, promo, was from the year 1985, so we can only presume this wallet is also from then. Its owner remains to be found. Have a look at the clues. Do you know this man? And let us know. We've got on the membership club card it was for king's snooker club and it says that the name is somebody called stephen brayford and there's a little note in the um the note that is the clipping from the newspaper says it just is a story about a postman 
called Eric Cartwright. It says Eric Cartwright of East Fremantle thinks he's seen the blur of the postie with the fastest run in the West. On Monday, a letter hit his mailbox stamped 8pm that day. As it was only 9am, this was something to write home about. And there's a postage stamp there. Yeah, there is a stamp a as well, 12p. 12 pence. That's probably first class back in 1985. I, w- I should have to check that. I bet I could find out. It's tiny as well. It's smaller than stamps today, I think. Some banners and T-shirts from protests. I've got tickets and ticket stubs. I've got a Stoke football clapper, feather duster, um, a wallet with some protests. So, Shiv, you've got a mug here as well with a a big crack going through it (laughs) and uh, some sort of children's illustration on the front. Tell me about this item. So this is from a lady who was volunteering over at Newcastle and it was actually the first subject I was given. And it's so perfect for the project. It's unbelievable, really. So um, as we all do in the potteries, if you turn it upside down, you can see it's from Asprey, Fine China, Royal Albert Works, Staffordshire. The lady, Jan, did live in Newcastle at the time. And I'll just read you the story that she's given to go along with it. She says, My dad, who was a graphic designer, was asked to design a set of lithographs for a set of children's plates, bowls and mugs. He asked my brother, who was about five at the time, to do a drawing, which she then added colour to, and they did use... My brother is now 65 years old. I kept using the the mug until it unfortunately cracked in memory of my dad, Ronald Holland. So it's really gorgeous. It's got like a little boy on one side and he's at the beach and there's all the fish there. And then on the other side, it's got, I think... A rabbit, do you think, or a cat, possibly? Um, It's a cat rabbit. A cat rabbit, that's it. Um, A cow. Um, And they look as though they might be next to the canal and with a bicycle and two two people. It's just very lovely. And I think it's perfect for the project because it's an item that just has this gorgeous story with it. Newspaper cutting in it. I've got a soup ladle, a sieve, some carbolic soap, a record by the Wombles, some old 45s, child's... Let's have a sniff of this one then. Oh, yes, yeah. Ooh, so <laughs> what, what, what are you holding here? To me, when I first saw it, it looks like a stone, mm. I think. It looks like a sort of pinky reddish stone, but actually it's carbolic soap. I didn't know about carbolic soap at all, although it smells familiar because I think my mum had like a yellow soap that smelled the same. But it says on here, this soap belonged to my father. It's what he used when he'd finished at the mine. My mother used it to clean the house too. I only use it once or twice a year so it will last and remind me of them. So this is a perfect example of the sort of objects that we're looking for as well because it just looks so unextraordinary but actually has this great story with it. And the lady who gave us this told us um, that it was just something that they didn't, they didn't use all the time, but when they were really hard up, their dad would bring a bit back from the mine and then they'd have it in the house. And I think she said when her, and it was at that time as well when if something was on offer, you'd buy a lot of it. So I think she said when her mum died, they found a little cache of these, like a little storage of um, carbolic soap. 
And I've heard lots and lots of people being able to relate to this as well. They all come in and go, oh, let me smell that. Oh, it's so disgusting. Oh, it reminds me of this. Oh, you know, oh, you know, I had my mouth washed out with it, you know. And it was something that was um, versatile as well. So I've I've come to understand that not only did they use it in the mines after to wash their hands and faces, which must have been awful, they then also used it to clean the house and use it in the laundry. They'd grate it into laundry. So it was something that lots of people, probably my parents' generation, are really familiar with. So it's a very lovely object to have in the depository. There's little bits of it flaking off I know, as you talk. yeah. <laughs> Child's toy, which is a blackboard with some magnetic letters, some stencils, a camera, a paper lantern. How are these items going to be displayed? Uh, when and where? So we're going to have an exhibition of the items that will happen in real life at Ashley Walk and that will be a thematic exhibition. So we'll pull themes from the items that we've been given and then there will be a second exhibition, slightly smaller, up at the Brampton. The dates are to be confirmed for that but they'll be announced on social media and through appetite.org.uk. And then we'll also have what should be a more permanent archive, which will be an online exhibition and absolutely everything will go into there. So we'll photograph all the objects and put the stories together for for that so people can access that whenever they like. How can people get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Okay, so I am currently at the market on a Tuesday from 10 till 2, that's Newcastle Market. And I'm there on a Friday from 10 till 2 as well. Um, and then during the week, on a Wednesday and Thursday, the Astley Walk Newcastle Common Shop will be open. And you might see myself there or one of my colleagues, and we'll be ready to take objects from you and collect stories during that time. If you can't make it during that time, you can get in contact with me through the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash D-E-P-O-D-U-L-L. And then the Twitter and Instagram are at D-Pod. So that's D-E-P underscore O underscore D. And you can email me at dpodsub at gmail.com. That's D-E-P-O-D-S-U-B at gmail.com. And I'm, you know, I'm quite flexible if people want to meet of an evening or at the weekend, if I'm around, then I'll be there. Oh, I'm also doing coffee mornings on a Saturday. There's a few coffee mornings at the Brampton Museum in alignment when they've got events going on. So if you're going to an event at the Brampton, you might see me there. Don't panic if you've not scribbled down all those notes. Uh, we'll make sure all of those contact details for Appetite and for Shiv are put in the show notes. So just uh, wherever you found this podcast, have a read underneath and all those details will be there for you. Thanks, Shiv, for showing me around. Thanks, um, I look forward to seeing what ends up in the depository of the Dill. Thanks for your time. Fab, thank you. And I've got uh, a coin with an address on it. Sounds like a generation. I know. <laughs>